Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're gonna find out anyway. We're your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is Two Division. Hello everyone, welcome once again to Two Division, Disney Sequels Explained. I'm your host, Gina, and as always, I am back again with my two beautiful and amazing co-hosts, Andy and Tammy. Hi guys, how are you? Oh, it's really excited to be back. I really wanted to record. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long time. Last time we recorded, we were in another decade. So, Happy New Year, I guess. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Welcome to the first two division of the decade of 2020. Uh, the first two division post Rise of Skywalker. So, if our Star Wars <laughs> references start to be more cynical, then we are sorry, but we're not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that disclaimer aside, welcome guys. Uh, today we are talking about. Uh, oh wait, hi, hi guys! I didn't ask you how you were. How what you've been doing all these months? Yeah, I'm. I I'm doing a lot. <laughs> you appreciate it. I'm doing like. a lot. <laughs> what what's it like? I'm. I, it's it's um it's uh tiring. I'm I'm feeling. Like I have to do a lot of stuff that I'm not ready for, but it's I'm doing it. We're doing we're fine. Just faking it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, faking it till you make it. That's my motto as well. Yes. Oh. That has been my life for the past two weeks. But it's good. <laughs> it's, it's good. You, Tammy. Yeah, it's all gonna be good. Don't worry about it. Thank um, you. What, what about you, Andy? Oh, it's just well, we did a thing. We traveled to a place. And we did some oh. things since the last time we recorded. So, yeah, yeah, we saw some people, some characters. We visited some planets, kingdoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went to Disney World uh, back, like, yeah, exactly a month today. A month yes. ago, yeah. Exactly a month ago, we were at Animal Kingdom. Well, we were actually at Magic Kingdom by this hour <laughs> one month ago. Uh, yeah, we came back from our Disney trip, and it was amazing. It was the best trip ever, um, wasn't it? Yeah, retweet. Yeah, and, and Andy built a lightsaber of $200. Oh, yeah. Why do, he, why do people <laughs> they love know, saying that? They know what it costs. People they love saying that. I told my sister one time, and she just kept repeating that to my whole family. So now all of my family knows that I have a twin <laughs> Hundred dollar lightsaber. For for like Americans, they don't understand like the volume of money that two hundred dollars is for us Mexicans. <laughs> like that's twenty times as much money. So yeah, two hundred dollars may not seem like a lot. I may maybe like for what it is, two hundred dollars is 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 good. But for us, that represents so much more money than two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but it's okay because the lightsaber is amazing and the lightsaber ceremony <laughs> is beautiful. So I have no regrets about you spending two hundred dollars <laughs> lightsaber. I have no regrets I about you no spending regret. money. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> well, you took nice pictures, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so shall we begin? Yeah, let's move on to what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about mm. a very special movie. Well. 
it's sequel. We're talking about Brother Bear and its sequel, Brother Bear 2. So, of course, to begin with, we're going to talk about our memories from the original movie. Brother Bear came out in 2003. And to my recalling, it's it, it's not the biggest success Disney has ever had. I think it, it flopped a little bit. Um, so, yeah, but I think over time, people have started to turn around to it, to coming around to it. So um, I'm interested I'm interested to know what you guys think of this movie. Um, Tammy, let's begin with you. Okay. Um, I I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite films, mostly because of like its theme, like having to do sibling relationships. Like I'm a sucker for those. And I didn't know that I loved this movie until um, I was on a 10 hour road trip going back, well, we just finished it, and we came back, we were coming back home, I was with um, my parents, we were in this giant, we were in this big van, and it was like around 9pm at night, and I was like, everyone was sleeping, and I just decided to watch Brother Bear, like, all by myself, put my earphones in, and I was watching it, and by the end of it, I was like, sobbing, and then I was crying, like trying not to wake anyone up. I was just crying silently. And then I turn Aww. around and I see my cousin staring at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Aww. But um, I, I, yeah, I really um, I just think it's, it's, it has all of my favorite things. It has a really good sibling relationship. It has overcoming a tragic event. And I think they handled it really well. Like a lot of, a lot of um, movies that handle death actually animated. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I think, but not even animated, just because I, I, I keep seeing it in stuff where I feel like when, if a, if someone passes away, they, um, there's like, they try to bring them back or they try to, or resurrect them in some way. And I, I don't know, maybe, um, and I just like how it, it deals with moving on and it like, it lets the characters go through their grief in their own different way and then it ends with Nahi and Kenai moving on but still getting that closure that I felt like it was done really well for for a kids film and I don't know like the line where Danahi just goes and you're my and you'll always be my little brother it's just it's just so good (laughs) it makes Mm. me cry every time and I just love how there's not really there's no villain in here. There's like the villain is grief. The villain is this is this tragic event. Like Danahi is is the main obstacle that Kenai faces, but that's just because Oh, I'm just realizing there's a misunderstanding, but it's done well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's still like, the like a, because of a misunderstanding, but I like it. <laughs> like this is how you do it well. This is how you do it well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just really enjoy it. I really love it. Being good, mature themes and handed very delicately. And hate those moose. No matter what. <laughs> you hate <laughs> them. I, I hate it. Even I, in this one. Even I'm like, okay, I'll get through your scenes. <laughs> because I, I have. No, just so obnoxious. They're just so obnoxious. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, is that everything, Timmy? Okay. Yeah. Um, Andy. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, with this movie, uh, I always liked it. 
I mean, it's this is. I think this era of movies are the ones that I remember that I remember watching uh, on the on the theater, and I distinctly remember how I watched this one because I I remember there was like a lot of hype around it, at least with kids my age. So um, when I was a kid, we usually didn't go to the movies when the movie was released because my mom doesn't like crowds uh, or just. She used to say that, oh, we can go another day and there's not going to be too many people. Uh, because, you, you know, before in the movie theater, you had to do a line and instead of just like choosing your seats. So, yeah. Uh, but I remember there was that, there was uh, the day and me and my cousin were just playing at my house. And I just remember my mom coming to my room and she just said, hey, girls, do you want to go to watch Brother Bear? And our faces, I mean, I just like, I I remember that moment in my life very clearly and I remember it a lot, I don't know why, just like one of the times that my mom said that we could go to the movies, but I, I don't know why that was like such pure joy that I didn't know I could do that, like, oh my god, you can go to a movie when it's just premiered, amazing, uh, so I remember that. And I remember that, I don't know why, but a lot of parties of my friends were happening around that time of the year, and they were all at McDonald's. So all the parties of McDonald's had Brother Bear toys. And yeah. I just had like three of them. And it was all from parties. And I remember like all of us in the area of the event at McDonald's just like playing with our Brother Bear toys. And, you know, you had the totems, and I think I had, like, Kodan. It was like a pad. I, I think that like, you could write on it or something like that. Yeah, no I one wanted that. that. No one wanted that except me, and I loved that. I wanted that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and objectively, I think it's a really good movie. And I don't know. Those are my memories, but... I keep I keep watching it. It's one of the movies that I do remember like every beat of that of it, just because it was on the TV a lot maybe. And yeah, I just think like I was watching it. And it's one of the movies that deal with this kind of themes uh, better in all of Disney canon. And I think mm -hmm. it's one of the ones that has darker themes and that has actually has characters that have done terrible things. And they had to mm -hmm. deal with all these terrible emotions that is regret and guilt and like such awful guilt. And I don't think that we have another one that does that, I don't know, like that deeply or that well. Um, mm -hmm. And you just like, you just enjoy the characters. Uh, for example, Kinai, he could be, you could just like hate him, hate him because a spoiler, he killed Kava's mom, right? Yeah. Or because he made uh, the decision, um, I mean, he was lazy and that's why his brother died and all that stuff. But you just, like, feel for him. And yeah. it's so easy. You never see, like, oh, my God, let's cancel Kenai or something. No, it's just, like, <laughs> it's so easy to relate to him. So I, I think it's really, really good. I love this movie. I'm done. Okay. Uh, before I start, just full disclaimer. Um, in Spanish, Kenai is actually pronounced Kenai. Uh, so if at one point when I'm talking about him, I mispronounce his name, I'm sorry, because it's just been like how many freaking years of me calling him Kenai. So calling him Kenai is very weird to me. So sorry if, I, if that slips my mouth at some point. Uh, oh boy, well, this movie, uh, I don't remember the, the time 
prior to this movie, I don't remember any hype about it, but I do remember the very day that I went to see it. I went to see it with my mo- my mom and my two cousins. And right after we came out of the movie, I was just amazed. I was am- completely, completely amazed. I loved the movie so, mo- so much. And we headed straight to McDonald's after the movie. <laughs> and of course, the freaking toys were there. And I got Kenai. I think it was Kenai or 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 Sitka's um, totem. One of those. Uh, I had Sitka's. Yeah. <laughs> I had. Wait, I had all of them. I don't know how oh many times I went to McDonald's, but I remember owning at least two totems. But I think I owned the three of them. And I also mm-hmm. had the Dakota paw that was like a pad that had yeah. a lot of like drawings in 3d that you could like i don't know put up a white paper over it and if you drew drew um over it it would just uh imprint the 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 thing i don't know if i'm explaining that correctly but if you if you had that toy you know what i'm talking about and i love that and i actually had that toy for a very long time like i'm sure if i look into the boxes that are somewhere in my house maybe i'll find it because i remember (gasps) just that Thing very very clearly and also the totems because I love them I love that they lit up I I I had like the three of them in my room like you had to stick the the lighting out of the totem and then light it up and it, like it, they look like lightsabers <laughs> oh <my laughs> but with uh, an animal with an animal hilt and that looked awesome to me and also I remember that uh, I had a Coda plush. I, I have to this day a Coda plush that I don't know where my mom got it, but it's the most beautiful Coda plush. It's like identical to the movie and I love it so much. And it was my favorite plush for many years. And one time, I think I've talked about, about this in the podcast before, but there was a fire at my house. And the by the time, like the first time that I was able to, um, to, get into my house after the fire and like everything was kind of burned and there was like it was still pretty fresh they allowed me to go into my room and grab uh things that I wanted to take to my aunt's house where we were staying while the house was repaired and the first thing I brought was my coda plush that was the first thing the first thing that I grabbed uh out of the the mess that was my house after the fire so did like that right there it just tells you how much I love that character in the movie and just like sorry long story short i love this movie and for <laughs> many years i even i even considered it like my favorite disney movie just because oh. i loved it so much and i it's actually been an, um, some number of years bef- uh, since i watched that i i don't know maybe like like three years if not more like maybe four and or five i like the last time I actively remember watching it was the day um, before I entered high school because uh, I was in that time of my life I had I I like to stay up late and so that day before I entered high school I had to wake up very early and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to sleep so I said I'm just gonna spend all the night awake I'm gonna spend the night awake just because I know I'm not gonna be able to to get my sleeping schedule on check today so I'm just gonna watch some movies what can I watch okay I'm just gonna watch Brother Bear because it's been a while since I watched it and I just fell in love with it again um the soundtrack beautiful I, th- I think I know absolutely every single lyric in the soundtrack the animation is gorgeous I, I was just watching it last night 
and like the first scene, the the great spirits scene, like I was oh. almost tearing up at that scene because like <laughs> the landscapes are so beautiful. The song is very powerful to to me as well. And like I just I, I remember you, Tammy, saying uh, something in the Pocahontas episode about how you were so moved because this movie kind of showcases what it was like before uh, men started building and and started like tear down nature to build things. And I think this movie also does that. And I think like even more so, I don't know. I just like just seeing all that beautiful, beautiful nature animated in such a beautiful way. I think it, like, it really got me. And mm-hmm. yeah, I so agree with you, Andy, that it's a movie that deals with like probably what some of the darkest themes out there, even though it's not like a dark movie. Uh, but I, I mean, probably this is the only Disney movie where the protagonist actually kills someone on purpose. Yeah. You know? And like, and you don't dislike him and he's still a protagonist and you still root for him. So how the hell did I accomplish that? Like, I hadn't even stopped to think about how much I like Kenai, but I never doubted why I like Kenai, even though he does mm-hmm. awful things. And that's that's just like great character building, I think. Like they make you absolutely forget the horrible things that he's done, and you are you're allowed and encouraged to forgive him, and you you don't feel wrong for forgiving him because you know that he has actually grown since the beginning. And so by the time he realizes he killed Coda's mom, you definitely see his heart breaking, and you see the regret dawning in on him. That scene, like watching it last night, it gave me like uh, anxiety. Just like when he <laughs> gets the flashbacks, and Koda just keeps keeps talking, you know, like in his childish way, and he's just like the darkest thing, the darkest shadow is falling over Kenai, and everyone is like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And he just has to run away. That just extreme anxiety. And then the scene right after where Koda shows up and and Kenai sits him down and he starts telling him the story and then you don't hear what he's saying because the song No Way Out starts playing and you just see him like emoting to him and explaining and you see the, the change in Koda's face. And mm. then just the way that like that shot of Kenai just turning to Koda and telling him your mother is not coming back. That's heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. I was in instant tears in that moment. I was like, no. And I don't know. If I had one grudge with the movie, I think right after this scene, um, the the movie starts uh, moving too fast. I think it doesn't really get a chance to breathe the revelation in. And and Mm -hmm. I think maybe that could have been handled a little bit better but uh, up until this point the movie had a great pace in my opinion and then after this this reveal of course because it's such a dark and deep reveal they had to like okay let's move it along so this doesn't sit too much um, and we get too dramatic but that also made it like it takes something from the reveal because I just feel like Koda uh, forgives Kinai too easily but I, I can forgive that because um, I actually do really like the ending. I like um, that Kenai makes the decision to turn into a bear permanently, permanently um, as a penance, but also because he wants to take care of Koda to make up for his um, mistakes. And I think it's a very satisfactory ending. Um, I love the characters. I love Sitka. I love Dinahi. I love Koda, of course. I even like uh, the moose. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think they're funny. 
and I didn't realize that they they were supposed to be like they they, they to have um, Canadian accents because I've never actually watched the movie in English, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just. I just don't realize how much I've seen a movie until I watch it years later and I still can quote it. And I can, and just by experience, just by last night, I'm going to tell you, I can freaking quote this movie in Spanish. <laughs> I've never seen it in English. Uh, and yeah, it's it's very fun. Like, it's weird because you you start watching a movie and then the words start coming out of your mouth. Like, when you when you listen to an old song you haven't heard in a while, but you still know all, all the lyrics, that's, that's what I felt. And yeah, sorry, I've just been rambling, but... I really love this movie. I I am one of those that will defend it to hell and back. I know people out there don't like it because if they did, the movie wouldn't have flopped. And we would have more brother bear representation like in the parks and merch and something. That's something that's severely lacking in my life. Um, but I, I, I really like it. It's not my favorite Disney movie of all time um, anymore, but it is in the top 10 at least, at the very least. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, I finished talking finally. Uh, so with that said, I think uh, we all agree that we all like this, this this movie. Like okay. Uh, so now let's get to talk about what we are actually here. That's Brother Bear Two. It came out in two thousand and six. And oh, also I didn't know that Hawking Hawking Phoenix is the voice of Kenai. Apparently, I just I just knew that yesterday. And you wow. know who voices him like in the in the sequel? Patrick yeah. Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? You guys don't watch the English versions, right? Uh, I mean, I do. Okay. We we do, but I just like for some reason this oh, one, oh, Brother okay. Bird, I've never watched in English. I just really like the the dubbing too much. I think the dub is, the dub is amazing. Coda has the, the most best, adorable voice. Yeah. One of the best. No, but yeah, like I w- I was really. I, I think I watched it in English uh, actually like the first time like the original and I don't know what King Phoenix, Phoenix's voice I, I don't care so I, I didn't recognize him until I just read the IMDb but why <laughs> yeah I don't know like it's it feels weird to me to know that why? <laughs> I, I, I'm just now expecting him to start laughing maniacally out of nowhere uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> and like i love i love um like i'll give this credit to the movie to brother bear 2 it has uh some of the actually very some actually interesting uh tidbits in the trivia segment on imdb uh, but i love this part because it just says for unknown reasons joaquin phoenix who had voiced kina in brother bear did not reprise his role for this film i just love that for unknown, For unknown reasons. Like, okay, then you this this piece of trivia just it's not doesn't say anything to me. I realized Joaquin Phoenix was not his voice. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, let's talk about Brother Bear 2. Uh, do you guys have any memories of it? What do you think of it? Have you ever watched it? What do you think about it when you first watch it? Uh, let me hear you, um, Timmy. Um, me, a kid, I remember watching this. I don't remember loving. I'm just sorry. I just have no words. It's just it's so bad. But that's not where we're at right now. But what? <laughs> that's not where we're at right now. When I was a kid, I was just like, it's okay. This is fine. It's a movie, and I'm pretty sure I watched it more than one time. And I'm pretty sure I enjoyed. I was dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't have very strong memories of this film. Okay. <laughs> Andy? I think that's I watched it. Uh... Yeah, that's it. I don't, I have, I, I literally have no memories of this film, but I do remember watching it more than once and enjoying it. Okay. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> that is not the case now. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Uh... <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that you don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy? Uh, I think I did watch it a lot of times. Not a lot, but maybe it was on the TV. And when it was on the TV, I always watched it. Um, I have the memory of having watched it. Uh, that's it, I guess. I, I remember that I didn't think too much of it, but I thought, oh, the animation is not bad, so therefore it's not bad. I was wrong. <laughs> and then that I met you and you told me that you hated it and I was like people can hate this movie I guess and now I understand yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank uh, you, you. Uh, uh, yeah how about you well oh god I remember okay so there was this movie place that I went to like where you go to rent movies where, where well where we went to rent movies like physical movies And I remember, like, hearing about this movie coming out and not being excited at, at all. I thought, like, um, I'm not sold on this thing with a girl. I don't know. And I remember just when I, whenever I went to the movie uh, renting place, I saw it, like, in the children's section. And I always walked past, past it and I'm like, mm, no, not today, Said not, not today. No. But then one day I'm like... Oh. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. It's very rare. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I just have to see what they what they did. So I rented it, and I completely hated. It. I cannot I cannot express with words how much this movie uh, made me feel like anger <laughs> at such a young age because I was probably like 11 at this point. And I think this is the first movie I watched, and I was like, yeah, this movie sucks. The first, at least the first animated movie that I was like, yeah, I, I, this is not a good movie at all. And I don't remember like the specifics because watching it for the podcast, I realized I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember the emotions of, of hating it and like I, hating the, the <laughs> feeling like what she turns into a bear for him. And it just didn't make sense in my my eleven year old brain, and I just I hated the thing with the with the mooses and the and the moose sets as they call them, and that's the main thing that I remembered from this movie, like the moose trying to get girlfriends, and I I thought I was so freaking boring, and I really felt offended as a fan of the original one that this movie was so bad, so I pledged to myself that I would never watch it again, and so I did. <laughs> until yesterday when I had to watch it <laughs> for the for the podcast. So I I only ever watched it once. And whenever somebody asked what's the worst Disney sequel, Brother Bear 2 was always my first option. I was like, yeah, Brother Bear 2, that's the worst. And even and though spoiler before, Yeah. Sorry, the spoiler has that changed since we started this podcast. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst. I think it does have It, well, we're gonna get into it later, but I don't think it's the worst anymore because we've seen some shit, um, <laughs> some shit that I had I hadn't seen before I watched this movie. Uh, so yeah, it's not the actual worst, 
but emotionally for me I think it's the one that I would never want to watch again and mm-hmm. that's it that's about that's about my feelings in the about Brother Bear in a nutshell Brother Bear 2 sorry uh, so let's just get right into it and let's uh, do some recap of what happens in this movie so this movie of course again is about Kinai and Koda and you the, the movie starts with a cute montage of them just having fun, being brothers, um, living life. And then you cut to, well, Koda and, and well, uh, the thing is, sorry, I'm, I'm just all over the place here. The movie starts very, very subtly showing you a bunch of couples, like mm-hmm. a couple of, of, I don't know, mammoths, a couple of mooses, a couple of these animals here and these animals there. It reminded me of that scene in Lion King 2 where Kiara is looking for Kobu all over the place. <laughs> she just keeps bumping into couples. And yeah. they're like, damn, way too hit, hit her when she's down. And yeah, so this is that, that's that scene in this movie. And immediately you're like, mm, I wonder what this movie is going to be about. And so Kinai at night, they're, they're sleeping of course and he gets a dream that's also a flashback uh, about when he was a kid and his childhood friend called Nira and she was a girl who one day uh, she fell into the ice and she was almost about to drown and Kinai saved her and he gave her uh, a pendant to mark their bond and they swore to always be friends they draw a little drawing in a cavern of them holding hands and then Nita leaves and we get to understand that they never see each other again. Mm-hmm. It was like, is that, that what it is? Like they they never never saw each other again after that, right? Yeah, because Kinai says, uh, well, Koda asked him why, what, what happened with her? And Kinai just says, well, she grew up. So maybe she went to live in another village. I don't know. It's yeah, not explained well. Yeah. Not really well. The movie doesn't really actually explain, like, why they stopped seeing each other after that. Like, I don't know. But then we cut to where Nira is to now. And she is, I guess, the daughter of the chief. And she's about to be married. An arranged marriage, of course. And she's getting ready for the ceremony. And so there's these two ends that help her get ready. And they're always fighting. They don't know what they like. They don't know what's best for Nira. So she, one of them, says something, and the other says something else. And Nira's just like done with it, and she just wears something that belonged to her mom. And this is the point of the movie where you realize that this movie is just Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, man, oh well, Nira's plot is a lot like Pocahontas. You're so right. Like, they, they even have that scene of, oh, you're wearing something from your mother's. You look beautiful. Yeah, I miss her. Oh. Yeah, but she's always in your heart. That Like, that's honest. Why didn't I notice that? You know what I noticed? I noticed that the two aunts that are dressing her up, I remember that they, they were always bickering. And I thought that was from Mulan. So when I yeah. watched Mulan, <laughs> I thought that they were going to start bickering, where there was none. So I was like, okay, so I misremembered that. But then I I watched this and I and I realized it was from this movie. So yeah. yeah. So th- those two movies, these movies plagiarizing. 
Yeah, it's all, like it also gave me Mulan vibes, especially when they're when they're trying to get her hair done. And yeah, like, I love yeah, Mulan. That's, that's that's very Mulan. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Nita's voice is given by, by Mandy Moore, who later went on to better things and voiced the console. <laughs> so that's and, three. Yeah, so that's like exactly. I was watching this movie, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting three princesses feelings like in this one scene. What what's going on? And like whenever Nira spoke, I just heard um, Rapunzel, and I could not get my brain to connect Nita and Mandy Moore's voice together. Like so, she always sounded like she was being dubbed. Like she didn't sound natural to me because they're like that's Rapunzel, and like. Fun fact, in Spanish, her voice is given by the actress that plays Anna, so that's another princess. Oh my god. And Giselle. That's and five Giselle. princesses. Oh no. <laughs> and, yeah. No, and, sorry, and, and, and the actress was also Rapunzel on, on Ralph Breaks oh. the Internet. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and in the series, okay. I think she is the one in the series as well. Sorry, off topic. Yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, so Nira is off to be married with a prince, I guess, named Atka, I think that's his name. And but then when they're about to get married, the the earth cracks open and Nira finds out that because of the pendant that Kinai gave her when they were children, they're bonded. So the spirits are not gonna allow her to marry anyone else other than Kinai because of that bond that they created with the pendant. So what Nita has to do is go with go find Kinai and go together to this falls where he gave the pendant to her, burn it, and then that will uh, break the bond, the spiritual bond, I guess. So that's what Nita that's that's Nita's mission in this movie to go find Kinai that uh, whom she knows became a bear. So that's that's like fun to me to to be honest that. The story of, of the guy who turned to a bear is just like so famous, and like mm-hmm. I imagine Nira just finding out about that, like his her childhood friend became a bear, and you're like, what? Like imagine someone came to you, and they told you that your childhood friend became a bear voluntarily. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on in that? So guy's he became body? a furry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that. That's be the, That's that would be the first thing that comes into your mind. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes to find Kinai. The spirits give her the power of speaking animal. So that's how they explain that she can speak to him. So she finds him very easily, I have to say, to be honest. And she convinces him. She convinces him. Sorry. She convinces him to take her to the to the falls to burn the dependent. And off they go on an adventure to get that done and to be honest I don't think there's too much other than that happening in the movie like at, at some points they turn back to the moose and yeah. the whole thing with the moose in this movie is that they're trying to get girlfriends and that's all and like Andy even mentioned this in the group chat like the moose the moosettes look exactly like them like their their colors even they, they're just like them, but female, like with eyelashes and without antlers. That's it. And that's so that, that is know. so that is so uh, I, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that I so much. <laughs> I know. So basically, that's the whole thing in the movie. Like they're off walking 
of uh, finding uh, new places to go to get to the falls and then just turning back to the moose where they're trying to find girlfriends. And you're like, why am I watching this? Why am I watching <laughs> the moose trying to get girlfriends? It's awful. And along the way, of course, they start hitting it up because uh, they didn't really get along when they found each other again. They they started bickering a lot. But of course, as they are getting to the falls, they become uh, closer and we even get this music montage of them just bonding and Koda being left behind and you're like oh, okay so this is it's this trope okay yeah mm-hmm. and uh, of course Nira is afraid of the water because uh, of the incident that she had where she fell through the ice and she's too afraid of the water and Kinai helps her to get over that fear so they get to the falls uh, Nira and Kinai burn the pendant um, a oh, while before this Am I getting this wrong? I think before this, there's this moment where Kinai and Nira are talking and she asks him if he ever wanted to turn back into a, a human. And he says, yes, he's thought about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, Koda overhears this and he's like, I knew it. And he just runs away so dramatically because he thinks that Koda, uh, he thinks that Kinai, sorry, is changing him for Nira. And so, I don't know what happens after that. And they just, like, I don't know, Koda just, like, goes to a glacier or something like like that, mm-hmm. like a cave. And he's like, no! And he's being, like, so unreasonable, even for a kid. And, I don't know, he just brought trouble to himself because the plot told him to. And yeah. I think they get into trouble. They get into some trouble. Koda gets stuck in some ice. Koda and Ida both are stuck in some ice. Kinai gets them out. And I think it's after this that they burn the pendant together. Um, and Nira goes back to her village and she's about to marry the Atka guy. But um, Koda asks the spirits to turn um, Kinai back into a human because he thinks that's what he wants. And like, I, I just remember thinking, since when are the spirits like wishing stars? I don't know. Yeah. But. So he does that, and when Nira is back in the village, I don't remember why, but Koda heads to the village. Why does he do that? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is that he, he returns. Maybe, I think, he goes to the village, and Kinai has to remember. run after him. I don't remember the, the logic of why Koda goes to, to Nira's village, but because he goes there. there is none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I remember is Kinai saying, he's going to the village. They're going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Why? He wanted to stop Mita from marrying Ah! Atta. Oh, that's why. There is some logic. Okay, so he goes, he's going to try to stop the wedding, I guess. And Kinai runs after him. So he get, Koda gets into the village. Of course, the villagers are all upon him. They try, they're trying to capture him. I don't know if they're trying to kill him. But then Kinai uh, comes in and the villagers start, start like hunting him. So Kinai and Koda have to make their escape. And Nira goes after them to help them. And once they're back together, um, I think Kinai is like, almost about to die for some reason. I think I just remember him being like on the floor. And how does this happen? Like 
this is the moment where Nita transforms. Yeah. So Kodas uh, says that he wished for Kinai to be a human, but then uh, they talk and and just like Nita's like, well, I don't need this village. When I want <laughs> to be with you, I guess. Yeah. Fuck them. And then just she just like becomes a bear. I guess it's easier. And and her dad is like, okay, whatever. About it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to become a bear, just become a bear. You the you girl, like, yeah, uh, goals that goals, I guess. So, Nira, uh, well, Koda, yeah, Koda tells Kinai that he wished to for him to go back to human. He says, No, I can't do that. And, and Nira says, Yeah, no, but I can. And this is mm-hmm. the moment where the spirits turn her into a bear. And she looks weird, to be honest. She looks too weird. Like, she, she doesn't look like a bear. She doesn't look like a bear at all. She, she looks, looks like, like someone who was transformed into a bear, for sure. For, yeah, that's weird. Like, she looks like too female <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you see, like, Koda's mom, she, she didn't have eyelashes. She was just a bear. You know? But... Uh, for some reason, Ira, you know, when she turns into a bear, like they gave, they give her these eyelashes, and her, she's just like very slim. Like th- the curves in her body, they're like very weird, like not bear-like. I don't know. She has a waist. She has a waist. I don't it's know. so what? weird. And she's like, like I don't know. She's very thin. I just, I just, uh, for some reason, that's the word that comes comes into my ma- my mind. Like she looks thin as fuck, and. Yeah. Yeah, her face is just like, uh, it's not bear-like. It's like when you want to furry. make a bear attractive. Yeah. She looks, yeah, she looks so like a furry drew, drew her. <laughs> yeah, basically. So uh, to finish the quick recap, so that's the way it ends. Nira becomes a bear and they have this ceremony at the end where you, I guess, um, have to understand that they're getting married or something back at Kinai's village. And they live happily ever after. Kinai, his girlfriend, and his little brother. And yeah. that's the end. And oh, and the moose uh, got their girlfriends in the end through lying, but they got them. Oh. And that's what the movie. That, that's what. <laughs> so <sighs> let's do this, guys. What are your thoughts on it? Like, just quick, throw them at me. Go ahead. Just let's. Let's make it rain on this movie. I mean. Okay, so my overall thoughts on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. It is so bad. I know, right? It is so bad. Like, there's just so many things wrong in this film. Like, it just seems like three, like different TV show episodes, but bad mm. TV show episodes. Like, it was such low stakes. Like, I like Cinderella, which one is it? Two. I like Cinderella, too. Like, those feel like TV show episodes, but at least they're interesting. This is just so boring. And when you go from Brother Bear, where it's like, it's basically the same movie, like, but worse. Because you have characters, they're going in a journey through the woods, and then they have to be at, like, on top of a mountain at a specific time to see lights, to mm-hmm. do something, 
And then, like, but it's just so much worse. Like, you go from Brother Bear, where literally, like, the main character's elder brother died, and then our main character killed someone who we realize, like, is the mother of someone that's very, that he ends up loving. And then, in the meantime, who is stricken by grief because he thinks both his brothers are dead trying to kill a freaking bear who uh. <laughs> not killed his brother and that is like the the that that is the tone of like their uh, their setting of their journey you just have like you just have Nita and Kenai bickering for like an hour and then <laughs> I don't even know and then like you start and then you have these damn moose trying to get laid i don't understand <laughs> i don't this is such a bad that's me, that's, the that's first the one me. just so much like so much worse so much worse it's just i don't under, i don't understand how adults made this film adult writers like it's just so bad and it's just like how can you go so good with such high stakes like you're not interested because there's Nothing of importance in there. There's nothing that gets you invested into the film. We're not interested in why they're going on this journey. Like, they tried to just with that little flashback, but it's not enough. Like, you don't need to be interested in what these characters are going through. <laughs> yeah. All of that. Wait. I'm just Wait. looking through. I'm just looking through my notes. I'm just looking through my notes. Yeah, go ahead. And it's just, like, I don't, like, there's even, like, such a good theme with the last film because Kenai lost his elder brother, and he, it was set up that he needed to grow up. And his relationship with Koda develops because Koda forces him to grow up. Forces him to grow up. But he he fills a void in, in, in Kenai, that Kenai has just, like, a hole in his life that, has just been made. He lost his elder brother and he's gaining this new one in Koda, but in a different way. Like, it helps him. It's what he needs, but not not the same exact thing. You know, I feel like if Kenai was drawn to, like, an older figure or an older figure that could represent Sitka, then that would that would be harder to help him move on from. But, but just because Koda is similar in a way in terms of a brother figure but in a different way as he's a younger brother figure it helps Kenai grow and move on from his experience and I just love that and like you don't have any of that in this film you don't have any of that no setup no good writing no 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 themes that are portrayed in a very eloquent way and simple way that kids can understand like it's just there's there's this this film is just a whole lot of nothing it's really sad it's really sad. Like, I feel like it could have just been so much, like, if, like, I don't know. Like, they had, they could have done something really great here. They could have done something where, where Kenai had to, like, deal with the transition of being a bear, you know? Like, why can't we explore that story? Like, yeah. it can't have to be, a, they could have just done something, like, that was the complete opposite. Like, they could have just, like, kept him in the village, but he just still has to deal with this transition of being a bear. And, like, he could still go with the same themes of wanting to be human, but instead of the love part being the main part, because, like, 
as we were watching, Brother Bear has such a good some theme of love in its film, but it's sibling love. And I can see a transition in the sequel being about romantic love, but don't make that, like, your main plot. Like, the plot could be him wanting to be human or having that this wasn't the best decision for him to become a bear. And a part of that, like, mental thing, like, why he's thinking that is because he does love someone that is a human. And that could have that could have been... Like, this the idea needs to be a workshop, but I feel like that there's something interesting here for a sequel to... If they were just given more care and more attention. Like, there is something. It's just so... It's just... they. This is this is a whole bunch of nothing. That's um, it. I agree. It's bad. Um, it's bad. Yeah, it, it is. I think, like, the, mo- the first movie, it's so spiritual, and it deals a lot with, like, I don't know, death, but in the spiritual way, like, where people go after they're, they're, you know, they've died, but they don't really go there. They're always there and they're always like watching over. And I think that's a lot, that, that's something that you could work with. Like what you're saying, like, I know, I understand and I, I agree that they had something maybe to do a better sequel, but uh, this is the route they went with. And also like, maybe if they wanted to do the, the, the romance stuff, Maybe, I guess, like, but they could have done it better. Like, Nina mm-hmm. is not really a really interesting character. We don't really get to know her for her, at, like, almost at all. I mean, you get to like her, but who is Nina, actually? We don't know. Nina is and, a nothing character. Nina is just, yeah. can I interest? And she's, like, kind of bossy. And she's she argues with him you have some sort of attention and that's it but she's nothing mm-hmm. no no she's not because like in the beginning like oh no yeah he, he's just my friend but by the end she's willing to give up her entire life style no, and like, the whole, like everything for him you know mm-hmm. for someone that she just at the beginning just referred to like yeah he, he's a friend from childhood like i i haven't seen him in a thousand fucking years so and also I think something that had potential was the the arranged marriage I think if they had made Atka like a villain Mm. or like even more interesting it would be like that he wasn't a villain that he was someone that who Nita actually had a bond with like maybe he was Mm -hmm. a boyfriend of a, a very long time like that they were actually they actually had a relationship and he was someone that Nira cared about because, you know, it's an arranged marriage and literally her dad says, oh, you're going to really like Atka. Like, they've never met. They have never <laughs> spoken a word to each other. And that's that, says, right there. Are you ready to meet your husband? He literally says that yeah. right as he's going to down the aisle. Yeah, are yeah. you ready to meet and right Atka? There, like, and right there, you just don't care about Atka. Like, because he has no attachment to anyone in this movie so if he had an attachment to Nita that scene where he fights Kinai would actually have some emotional weight because you would like Atka because he's someone that Nita cares about but also Kinai is someone that he care- that she cares about and we care about Kinai as well so that fight would have so much more weight and more it would be more dramatic and it would just work better if Atka was actually a character that we knew something about other than he's the guy marrying Nita and he had a personality and he had some kind of relevance in the in the story. But alas, he doesn't. So there's no reason for us to care about him. And there's no reason for us to have some any kind of 
conflict. Like, yeah, we're okay with Nina just getting with Kenai because at the end of the day, she didn't really care about the guy that she was going to marry. And that's just not... If there's no conflict, then then what is your movie, you know? You basically said, like, you two, you basically said everything that needs to be said about this movie. You're totally right about it. And I just want to add that, um, you know, I have no problem with romantic plots, of course. But yeah. when they are this lazy, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like... I, I, I cannot take it seriously at all, and I'm kind of enraged because I just see Nina and Kinei and I feel like they're going to break up in two weeks or something like that. <laughs> and she just like gave yes. up her entire life to be a bear. And now, uh, I don't, this is like the most shallow representation of romantic love that I've seen in a while. Uh, maybe because I watch good things now, thankfully. But this is not like a good thing to, like a good story to tell at all. First of all, because it's boring. Second, it doesn't have any stakes. Three, it doesn't sing, it says nothing. What, like the first movie, it said a lot of things. It talked about, you know, love and grief and pain and loss. And this is just like, I guess overcome your fear of the water and like ditch your husband that you've never met before i don't know <laughs> it's just and when the movie is so bland and so nothing everything that is annoying it's going to be more annoying for example like yeah the trope of the moose uh trying to get with girls and like that's the trope like the psychics trying to get like a romantic interest or something like why I mean, why? First of all, why are they here again? No reason. Just because. Just because. And what? Just wait, wait one second. Did you know that the original plan for this movie was for Rod and Took to be the main characters without any appearance from Kinai or Koda? Don't say that. This movie was gonna be just a moose. Don't say that. <laughs> you want cars too again. That's why okay. they're in it. So I know long. Tammy would have loved that. <laughs> oh my god. That is cars too. <laughs> I have literally three different moments where I should the same thing and it's just in my notes. I mentioned three times. Why are the moose still here? <laughs> <laughs> I hate those moose. Yeah, I don't know. They they're not even like that popular. It's not like they're Timon and Pumbaa, you know, like why you bring them back in in the first place? Okay, but I interrupted. And did you go? No, that's basically it. You know, like I don't know why this movie enraged me so much because the- that's what I felt when I watched it for the first time. Right, but but why? I mean, there are a lot. There are a lot of bad plots in this world. We've seen a lot of them in this in this endeavor that we're on on this podcast. Why 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 is this one the one that angers me so much? And I think it's that because if you're going to talk about romantic love, you need to do it well. And this doesn't do it well at all. This is like nothing. This is yeah, shallow. Maybe, maybe it's because this is perhaps the sequel that's the farthest away from the original themes. Like, you know, we've yeah. critiqued in the past that, okay, so they do the 
the son or daughter thing that they make, make them the same mistakes as their parents, but of course, but, but well, they follow the same themes. And even Beauty and the Beast and its sequels, well, at least they were the same characters, and at least they tried to keep the same theme of loving uh, someone from from the inside and and things like that. So I think maybe the reason that this movie is making us so so mad, aside that it's just so bad, like badly written, badly executed, and everything, it's that. It has nothing to do with the original Brother Bear. Like, it's the same characters, but it's it's not about any of the same things. So that's maybe that's why it feels... So, you, you just feel so alienated by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're totally right. Yeah, maybe because we loved the first movie so much because of its team. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. That's it. Because we loved it so much because of its score and it resonated so much with us. The fact that it led us down this way... It's just like enraging and depressing. <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this. Okay, well, no, I, I won't talk about it. Just like maybe my final words on this movie is that, Tammy, you asked how did adult people write this movie? I'm just going to say that adult people wrote The Rise of Skywalker. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess adult people can be stupid too. Uh, I had an idea about something that would make this movie more interesting. So it's maybe a little bit crazy, but hear me out. What if Nita's mom, she's dead, okay? What if Nita's mom somehow reincarnated into a bear and that bear was Coda's mom? And she finds out about, about that. They find out that about that. Well, that would hurt Kinai more. Mm, maybe not. But what I was going for is that, well, that would actually give Nita more of a reason to want to become a bear mm-hmm. because of her mother. Mm-hmm. And that would actually make Nita and Koda brother and sister. So that would be the sibling theme of the movie that's missing, you know? And that would actually mm-hmm. connect her that's to interesting. them. Yeah, maybe that's weird because then if Koda and Kinai are brothers, then, well, it wouldn't be incest. But anyway, I think that that's just, um, that's a rabbit hole that I just dug for myself. But I just came (laughs) up with that and I'm like, well, you could work with that. Maybe you could do something with that. Maybe not actually Koda's mom, but maybe in this world people reincarnate in animals. You know, we see Setka, he becomes an eagle. So why not uh, her mom just... um, uh, she becomes a bear and she walks around as a bear and that gives Nira a reason to want to become a bear, to be closer to her mom. Please write that screenplay. <laughs> I, I can try. I think that could be interesting. It'll be a whole lot better than what we got. Yeah. Um, okay. I've always, like, when we get this movie, sometimes I get, like, the idea of, like, what if we workshopped um, a script where, where we worked with the bits and pieces from the sequel that actually work, but make them better with our suggestions that we usually throw out when we're making the podcast. And that would be actually very interesting, I, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay, I don't want to say there's a lot of good, but there's, there's potential. There's potential because the original films are so good. There is potential for a good sequel because the previous film laid out the grounds for that. And it's just yeah. a shame that it's these sequels are so bad. Cash yeah. Back. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so apparently on the DVD of this uh, movie, uh, they included some deleted scenes that included a complete childhood scene, including Atka. So that would be interesting. Like, I would, yeah, give, give me Atka content because that would actually make me care about that. And apparently um, a nightmare. Kenai has a nightmare about Sitka. But I think, like, well, that got cut because where do you put it? And it has nothing to do with the movie. Um, and an alternate ending where Kenai decides to become a human permanently again. And also, um, I don't know. I don't know if that ending would be any better, to be honest. Because of the way that his decision of becoming a, becoming a very original mm-hmm. one has. Then if you do that, then you're just completely scrapping away the, the original. Mm-hmm. And, it, and yeah. the ending of the original, you know. So I think that would maybe hurt the original movie more. Because, like, what, what was the reasoning? Why would he leave Koda alone for Nina? Yeah. That, that seems just an awful thing to do to him after he killed his mother. <laughs> no, the only thing is if he grew up, if Koda, because, you know, like, I don't know, bears, animals, Maybe. like, take, or, you know, like, there's less time in between, like, what you need. So that's the only thing, like, if, like, that's the only thing I could think if. Koda doesn't need Kenai anymore to protect him or to be the adult figure. You know, that's the yeah, only maybe. way I can see that working. Yeah, me too. Definitely. I think for for Kenai to actually turn back into a, a human, human again and to, for it to feel um, satisfactory, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Koda would not be needing him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, also, uh, IMDb has a trivia thing that says that Nira actually means bear in Choctaw. I don't know what that language is, but I suppose it's a na- an, um, Native American language. Hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so her name literally is bear, just like Simba literally <laughs> means lion. So <laughs> nice foreshadowing there, guys. Interesting, actually. Yeah, so do you guys have Anything else at all to say about this movie? Some like rounding up your thoughts on it. Um, let me <laughs> see. Bad. I'm 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 just looking over my notes, just seeing if I if there's anything anything else. Um, I've literally talked about this these moose in my notes like five times. Like <laughs> <laughs> like the first we've seen these moose four different times. These moose have appeared five times. It's because these are so low stakes and they spend way too much time with those moose. Yeah. <laughs> I like, think half of the movie is just the moose. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, guys. We have a freaking whole ass falling yeah. in love. That's it. I just can't. I just can't. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. If, if you've never seen this movie, you people hearing to this podcast, you won't understand, like, the struggle of be watching this movie and feel like it's actually, like, moving along and then cut back to the moose <gasps> trying to get the girlfriend. And it's awful. It's also really awful because they get them, but they get them by lying, basically. It's what I was saying uh, earlier. <laughs> because Koda uh, is like, okay, I'm going to help you get this girl. So I'm going to go and you pretend to be very nice to me. And of course, because the, the stereotype is that women are very attracted to 
males who are nice to children. So when they see the moose uh, roots and took um, being nice to Koda and being very good to Koda, they're like immediately attracted to them, you know? And you, you realize that this movie was written by men first because of that. And second, because at one point, the moose referred to the girls as, no, no referred to Koda as a babe magnet. A babe magnet. And then. It was written, no, well, it was written by boomers who don't know nothing about women. Yeah. And they try to connect with the youth. But you know what the worst part is? By the end, like both of the girls are surrounding, uh, I think it's um, Rot. The, what, the yellow the, the, one? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have very nice hooves. I'm a hoof man. Like, no! Implying no. That, that he likes no. Like the way that a guy can uh-huh. be like a butt guy, or like a boobs guy, or like a fit guy. No! Just awful. Because also, why would he say he's a hoof man? He's not a man, he's a moose. Alright, <laughs> I'm a hoof. Get your shit together, Ruby. If you're gonna go for that joke, at least I like Let's say okay. I'm a hoof kind of moose, not a man. He's not a man. You're just lazy. Gina, you're just like tangling the specifics. He has a foot fetish. I know. That's yes. Yes. basically. Ah <laughs> uh, no. Okay, yes. I'm out. I'm out. I, I need. I want to yeah, stop talking about this movie now. I think that 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 signals signals the end. <laughs> that's just that's that's just how awful this movie is in a nutshell. So if you've never seen it, just go home knowing that the moose from Brother Bear have a feet fetish and that they lie to get laid. They pretend to be people they are not to get the girls um they want also the moves are in the climax like in the climax in the climax battle where kinai is fighting uh atka and they absolutely do nothing but also they bring the girls along so why like yeah let's go find kinai and they absolutely have no idea who kinai is and they just go along with it like like this is seriously how men think females react to being attracted to a guy. And first of all, because uh, the beginning of the movie, we get told that these moose have been trying to hit on this specific, specific moose sets for a long time. And then they have repeatedly told them no, but they are persistent. And eventually they get them. So that's not- That is such a fucked up message. Yeah. Oh, like the moose sets literally say yeah, sorry sorry doesn't know what's worse to give up your whole life to become a bear for a guy who you only met when you were a kid and you haven't seen in about 15 years and just give up all that to become a bear for him or keep trying guys and eventually the girl you like will like you back mm-hmm. if you lie hard enough that's so bad. Like the moose that literally say, if we ignore them, maybe they'll stop. Like, yeah, ugh, it's bad. Ugh, and it's played as a joke. It is. <laughs> and they get rewarded with them at the end. It's awful. It's bad. It's because hard. women, guys, because women are not people, they're just trophies. 
that like we know that yeah and if you work hard enough you will eventually crack them and they will be well just completely attracted to you <laughs> and that's it ah what a good lesson we learned from brother bear too isn't just isn't this just better than the lessons we learned from brother bear about <laughs> love and and brotherhood and yeah. grief and moving on from death like yeah. it's just, oh and God. connecting with the spiritual world yeah no yeah so that's brother bear too uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about it, but uh, if you don't, uh, those are basically our thoughts on it. It's bad, guys. It's bad. So if you haven't watched it, don't. If you have watched it and maybe you like it, because honestly, I'm not, I'm not anyone to tell you that you shouldn't like a sequel because I really do like some sequels that I know are trash or that I know that aren't as good as I think they are. It's just nostalgia. So I completely understand if someone is nostalgic towards this movie. I'm sure you're out there. I'm sorry if you uh, actually <laughs> like this movie. Please write to us and tell us why. Because I, I don't understand. But thank you for listening to us bickering about this movie. Uh, so let's move on uh, to... Do you guys think this is an upgrade or a downgrade from the original movie? Tammy? So, yeah, I think this is perhaps one of the biggest downgrades uh, in theme, like in the theming of the movies. Big, big downgrade right there. So, did you guys have um, gradings for this movie? This movie deserves to be born next to the waterfall because I don't want to have any connection with it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, Tammy, do you have yours? I'm still thinking. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I can't even think. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's no- nothing. Like, there's nothing. I have no rating because it's a nothing movie. <laughs> That's not, oh I can't god. even think about a rating. Um, oh god. Okay, so, um, there is no great spirit to this movie. No. <laughs> It's just that it's it's a soulless movie, so it doesn't have a great spirit. Get yes, it? Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. Completely. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. I thought about that very hard. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys, I think that marks an end to our thoughts on Brother Bear Two. Um, you know, I had fun. I got very mad right there about the moose but I think we all did and it's just very cathartic to talk about it with people who understand <laughs> so I'm really really ready to never watch this movie again this time for for good um, so yeah thank you guys I guess for being here do you have anything else to add to this episode before we sign off um, do you think the anger in this podcast episode is residual hate from the Rise of Skywalker I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I cannot say no. I'm just like really, really unforgiving now. Like, I will shit on every movie from yeah, now on. Like, 2020 is the year that we are done with men deciding our narratives. Men will not turn us into bears anymore. And guys, that, that, that's the spirit I'm going into to 2020. Do not like turn it. into bears for any man, gar- girls or guys. They are or not worth whatever it. you are. Yeah. They're not worth it. They're never worth it. 
Oh my god. Yeah, but maybe you you have a point. Like I'm just like mad at everything in life right now. So yeah, we're, just, we're like after Isis Skywalker, I, I just feel like I've, I've become more cynical in the media that I consume. And okay. so if you are even remotely like awful to women, then I'm just going to cancel you and this movie does. And of course, I'm also going to cancel you if you have a narrative that's shitty and and awful. So yeah, that too. So this movie did both of those things that I think relate a lot to what I felt about Rise of Skywalker. So maybe that's, yeah, do have a point there. Ah, but you know what? This had better writing than Rise of Skywalker. So. It did. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> okay, so uh, people that like this movie will stop listening to this podcast now. Well, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, if you like it, I'm happy for you. Honestly, I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I wish that were me. Yeah, I wish that were me. But I think it's over for Brother Number Two right now. Also, this movie did really dirty to Coda. Like, I, I know we we are already finished. But I just wanted to say that my boy Koda did not deserve to be treated like this. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We will see you very soon with, uh, uh, we don't know what movie we're going to talk about next. So it's a surprise for you and me. And that's it. Thank you. Uh, remember that you can get in contact with us at 2divisionpodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at 2divisionpod. And so send us your message, your questions, your suggestions, and anything else that you want to send our way. And thank you for listening, and we will see you very soon. Thank you, guys. Bye.